What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast. I'm Will. That's a depleted casino over there. Uh, casino, how you doing today? I mean, you look um, great. I haven't taken these glasses off for about 48 hours, so doing good. <laughs> doing good, Will. So uh, <clears throat> that's maybe the first time you've ever called me Will as well, which is how I know, I know you're fucked up. Yeah, but... <laughs> Uh, we will get to that in a moment, uh, why you are fucked up. But on this episode, we're going to talk about the end of the NBA Finals, the end of the Stanley Cup. Uh, we're going to get into some other random sports stuff, some football, everything. Uh, but Even first, golf. Just, you know, golf, baseball. I have a baseball story as well that I want your opinion on. Uh, Was it last so, night's yeah. thing? That was good. <laughs> it is uh, we'll now the the dog days of summer where all the quote-unquote good sports are over. Now we're kind of just in the waiting period. I wouldn't even say summer baseball is good because it's still no. the point in baseball where it doesn't fucking matter. It's just yeah. there's I no agree. sports. I, I love this- watching baseball. I love baseball. I love going to baseball. But you're right. At this point, it's like, what, what's the point? Yeah. Wins count, wins count, but I mean, I don't know. Not, yeah, not enough. Uh, We are, uh, we are, I saw a meme where we're like a hundred days away from when hockey, basketball, football start again. So it's going to be a rough hundred days, rough hundred days, but let's talk about the end of the NHL season first. Our Las Vegas Golden Knights won their first Stanley Cup after being in existence for seven years, six years, six years. And yeah, Casino, you were there. You were at the game, which is why you are still recovering. How was it being, before we talk about the team and the, the Stanley Cup and all that kind of stuff, how was it being there live for a blowout? I don't need to go to another hockey game for the rest of my life. I've peaked. I've peaked in many different ways. Um, that's what at least my wife says. And then hockey as well. I've peaked. Yeah. Um, I think on the show, you've peaked. Yeah, 30, episode 35. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Um, but as you can see, no more beard. You can see my horrible uh, double chin coming in. Um, I had that nasty beard to cover that up. Uh, the sunglasses are too much. I got to take them off. Um <laughs> I was doing that for a gimmick of the show, and I can't do it now. I, it hurt my head. Um, but uh, no, uh, yes, it was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I mean, it came very close to not even making it back to Vegas for the closeout game. Um, I mean, it was an open netter away from not making it back. I felt very confident. I mean, I remember I said them in six, but I was like hoping five. And I'm yeah. glad it went five because I was there for a closeout game. It was there was nothing like it, and yes, it was a blowout fashion. But I still, I still had my butt clinched a little bit when they scored <laughs> too quick in the third, and I was like, "Oh, oh, okay, now let, let's let's pay attention here." I mean, we're only up at that point; we were only up four, and I was like, "Okay, well, remember what happened?" I think four or five. I don't remember. I don't remember a lot. Um, and you know, things can happen really quickly. So, I. I wanted to wait for that that zero zero zero, but um no, it was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Vegas showed up. Toshiba Plaza was 
Did you see the photos outside the arena? It went all the way from. So for you, for those who aren't familiar, Toshiba Plaza with the arena um, is like back behind two casinos. And then there's a nice uh, driving way for uh, street. They're driving way, Jesus. A nice street <laughs> for vehicles to get up there and like walking paths. And that was full all the way from the arena down to Las Vegas Boulevard, which easily over what, maybe a half a mile. Something like yeah. that, I would say, from the yeah. plaza to Las Vegas Boulevard. And, you, I mean, if you see the images, you know, and it was it was jam-packed. And that was just one spot. Every video from all my friends shown all around. Uh, every bar was full. They had viewing parties everywhere else. Like, Vegas shut down for – Vegas literally shut down for um, three hours. And it was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah I was at the game. Um didn't plan on I had to, it to go, but um, I I think I've talked on here before. Um, I'm lucky enough to have a family member high up in the nightlife. The tickets weren't free, but we definitely got cheaper tickets enough to where I was like, okay, I'm going to bite on this. Um, it was standing room only up in the Hyde Lounge, so we had to get up there early so we could get at least something on the rail that we could look over and get you know 95% of the ice view. But it was absolutely amazing, and... Um, I did cry a couple times, um, which is weird because, as you know, I'm a professional sports fan, fanatic. I'm a fanatic when it comes to pro sports. I just love – well, not even pro sports, just sports. And, like, um, my family ties are all to New England, Massachusetts. So, during – I've never cried. Even when the Patriots came back to the Falcons, I never – I didn't cry then. I was excited. And I – but I don't know this one. I know it was a short period of time. It was only six years, but this one hit different. Um, yeah. It was just, it was great. It was, it was phenomenal. And yeah. Um, I even threw my hat from the top for the hat trick for Mark Stone, which fun fact that the first time, the last time a hat trick was done in a closeout game, Stanley final was in 1920. Jesus. It's been over a hundred years since. A player hit a uh, hit a hat trick in a closeout game. Yes, the last what one was an open think? netter, but it was absolutely it was awesome. But I watched my hat make to the ice because they kept throwing it and throwing <laughs> it and throwing it. Yeah. So. What do you think they do with the hats? Uh, think- I believe they go to charity. Um, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, I think a lot of organizations. I don't know if everyone does, um, but yeah, no, it was it was fun, man, and. Uh, I knew the Knights were going to win. I I knew that even if it was going to be close, I knew they were going to win. Reason being is Tuchuk was ruled out for game five and they didn't put that out until we were in the arena about 15 minutes before game time, 20 minutes before game time, whatever cutoff period they have. And then they announced With that he was not going to be in the game. sternum, which is yeah. fucking sound <laughs> gross. Jesus. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I knew that. And, and you got to think broken sternum. He was still out there playing the last game. And he's out there still hitting and whatnot. Hockey players are built different. One of my favorite players of all time for uh, for the Bruins, Patrice Bergeron. He played a third period of a Stanley Cup game with a pierced lung, like Jesus. with a punctured lung, and he's out there playing hockey. Like they're they're built different. They're not human. They're <laughs> they're robots on ice. It's yeah. absolutely and they're they're robots on ice. You know that's not to take <laughs> away from any other professional sports player, like any other professional player athlete in any anything 
Um, cause obviously like you have some like rugby and other people and then whatnot, but like hockey players, they don't even seem real sometimes. Like they're taking no. pucks to the face and they're just like, huh, puck to the face. All right. Or that guy that took a hundred stitches and then came back in the game. Like, yeah, that shit's yeah. crazy. 74 that, stitches crazy. or whatever it was down his face. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, but no, I mean, I, I, it was it was phenomenal. Aiden Hill played great. Jonathan Marshall, he got the the con Smythe, which could have gone to pretty much anybody on that team. Uh, Jack Eichel actually had more points than Marshall, but Marshall was the one to score the goals. Jack Eichel was just feeding him for the majority of the um, for the majority of the playoffs. So he won it. Which is you know what's crazy though is, and I love that he got it. I love that he got it because the Panthers were the ones who let him go during the expansion draft. And we took Jonathan Marshall from the Panthers in the expansion draft. And then we play them in the finals six years later and he gets the MVP for the yeah. playoffs. It's like, you fucked up guys. You, you done did fuck up. You, you, you know, you know, you fucked up that, that, that hurt the organization probably more than the loss of the Stanley cup it was just like, yeah. Oh, so they've only been to the cup twice. Now the Florida Panthers, and they've won one game in they've won one game in two trips to the cup. Jeez. But uh oh. so let's talk about uh well first off last thing about that is I worked <clears throat> like kind of within that area down the street from the Knights game. I was at work when the this Knights game was happening. I watched the entire game uninterrupted. What? No one and I mean, for three hours, no one, me and the guy I was working with, no. we literally just stood there and watched the entire game. It was well, that's because again, well, that's what I was saying. Nobody like Vegas stopped. Nobody was paying <laughs> yeah. attention. Yeah, I know that's a, and I know that's more of a tourist destination, kind kind of, not really, but people know about yeah. it. Yeah, it's like a, yeah. I, I don't know. You tell me, but in, anyway, like, yeah, that was it was well, awesome I just to think see that the city as a whole was just like. Like you're saying, like, I want to go down there and either be at the game or be outside the arena. They were obviously showing the game and stuff like that. And I will say, disappointed in Vegas, saw nothing (laughs) in in person or online about riots, fires, things broken. You would think... Well, we appreciate our town, boy. (laughs) Well, but that's what I'm saying. You would think... You hear Vegas, you hear sin, you hear debauchery, you hear drinking, well, we, craziness. We live and then that when day it's the day. perfect mix of it, none of it. None of oh, it. Oh, you're right. No, no, that's true because I was home by 1230. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, when we were leaving, we were like, oh, man, the traffic getting home is going to be fucking brutal. I got home without issue earlier than I normally do on a regular fucking night. Like there was it was nothing. I'm assuming, though, uh, we are recording this Thursday, so two days from now, they are having the parade Saturday down on the Strip at 7 p.m. our time. If I don't see one fire, I'm going to be disappointed. I might start it. I might. If if it starts and you can't find anybody, this is not an admission of guilt. I'm just saying. You know what's silly, though? They're They're doing it at night. Get it? Yeah. I Oh. Ultimate dad uh. joke. <laughs> but you know what? Uh. Circus Circus is right there. Light Circus Circus on fire. It needed to have been lit on fire well, 20 just, years ago. 
No, just 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 help the A's out and just burn down Tropicana. That's a that's a good call. That's a good call. There and it is. That's like I mean, because they started right... Flam- they started Flamingo and end at, at Tropicana, so they might as well just burn the Tropicana as like that's... the ultimate. Because yep, as they're approaching, because they're going to turn into Toshiba Plaza as they're getting into the tropic, like as they're coming up to Tropicana, and they're going to do like a big thing in the plaza. Um, so they don't actually make the Tropicana street, but Tropicana is right there in view as they're coming down to it. And it should just be in flames engulfed. I mean, people screaming, what cheering, not screaming, people cheering, <laughs> people cheering, not screaming. people in the building, screaming people outside cheering. Yeah. Uh, I like this picture you're painting casino. You love misery. So this is, yeah, right look at it. Alley. Look at it. I love it. It's making me happy. Oh, something. So, you know, I did watch this though. Did you hear this? Um, that I one of the first times I got choked. It was the first time actually I got choked up at the game was when they were announcing the starting lineup on who's going to start the lineup for puck drop. This wasn't the lines that they were running, but this is the line that they were starting on puck drop. Um, was the original misfits outside of Carrier because you can only put five out there. Um, and obviously the goalie hill was not. I was like, you know what they should have done is they should have just started no goalie. And then put all six out there and just have like have William Carrier standing in net, yeah, like as the extra Dude. attacker. But anyway, but yeah, that was that was awesome. They put the original misfits, the original Vegas core out there, uh, the three forwards, the two def- or the two forwards, the center, and then the two defensemen. And then yes, you have Carrier, but they weren't able to get him on the ice right away. But uh, George McPhee was actually mad. This is. I don't know if this came out yet, but I heard from somebody who works at um, one of the uh, newspapers here in town, uh, talked to him last night, and he brought that up that um, apparently George McPhee was mad at Bruce Cassidy. Um, again, this is all just like word of mouth, um, but he's a, he's a source that writes for Vegas, so I'm assuming this is real, and uh, was mad that McPhee, or that Bruce Cassidy gimmicked and put that line out there and said, we're not, we're not a team that does gimmicks. You know, why did you put that lineup out there? And it was like, yeah, did you hear the ovation for the crowd when they realized that they were putting five of the six original guys on the starting line? Yeah. Like also have you ever seen home. how the golden Knights open a home hockey game? It's all gimmicks. I want more gimmicks. Yeah, I was saying exactly. To- I was saying to uh, me and my friend were joking at work that the Golden Knights start of the third uh, period should have been the ones to go empty net and just kept trying the whole third period. Just Dude, nine three though was absolutely f- was absolutely phenomenal, and I loved how the the it got spread out. Um, and I mean, we can move off hockey in a second, but um, obviously, it was a great time. Uh, something that hasn't been done in a long time. And I'm really glad that our captain Mark stone did was after, yes, everybody did the whole um, holding the cup up, you know, individually whatnot. And then they did like some interviews, they have family come down, but, um, but Mark stone, he grabbed the cup and this is now everybody's down at the ice. Like there's still 12,000 people roughly in there. They're all down up against the glass as close as they can get to try to see the cup. And, uh, <clears throat> So they used to do this in the old days and they haven't done a long time. Mark Stone, he grabbed the cup as the captain. Everybody followed him, all the teammates, and they went slowly right up against the glass all the way around so everybody can see the cup. 
I mean, you can't really do that with like the NBA because you know there's no glass in between. People will try to grab it and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, with the cup, like you have the glass, it's really nice that he went around and so everybody felt like they were part of the cup as he was going around and showing. And then you have the rest of the team skating behind, right up against the glass. It it was a good, and I really hope that continues on whoever wins from here on out because that's a special thing to hockey that kind of went away for a while was celebrating with the fans like that. I know you go out and about and like, there'll be a thing at Circa I'm sure because of um, I haven't heard anything from uh, my brother, like I said, who works there, but he has a, uh, that's the official sponsor. I'm sure they're going to be doing something there and the fans will be there, but it was nice to see that on the ice. Well, did you see that? Did you see that? awkward uh video that was going around where i can't remember who it was one of uh it might have been stone went to i think it also was marquee i just know he went to one of the nightclubs with the stanley cup and he was like holding it up to the crowd and cheering and the crowd looked as if he was holding up like a piece of paper they did not no one gave a single shit there was not one phone held up everyone was literally just standing there being like i just want to grind on this person next to me and listen well, to yeah i don't i, I didn't just... see that but like that's funny because that's nightclub that's not where you take it man <laughs> i don't i don't know why he thought he would get well because like, here vegas lo- like, oh. vegas regulars when was the last time you were at a nightclub honestly last time you were at a nightclub uh i mean this is a bad time to bring this up because i was i was literally at one last week for my friend's birthday so, Besides that. but before that, years. I can't so. recall. I can't <laughs> recall. I've been to a day club. Can't recall. Anyway, so that's hockey. That's the short version. I mean, we're exhausted about it. I'm so happy Bruce Cassidy won. And it was cool. He won the cup the day before it was his year anniversary with the with the team. So I was like, ah, fuck you, Boston. <laughs> <laughs> I love Boston, but you fucking let him go. And I wanted him and they got him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is kind of uh, uh, my it's so bad as you can see. Like, keep my eyes open. <laughs> but I mean, in terms of talking about the NHL Stanley Cup and the NBA Finals, both were kind of just from if they weren't either of our teams were in either of them, they were kind of shit finals on both ends. Like a lot of just agree. yeah. A lot of blowouts, not a really, most games were kind of over halfway through. There was no real excitement, which is disappointing leading up to how good the playoffs were. Right. And I told you like both a lot of people, a lot of people that aren't like avid hockey fans watch hockey for like fights. And there was none of that. It was just cruising, just, just goal, goal, which is good. A lot of people like seeing goals, but yeah, again, if you weren't, there, there really wasn't anything else besides that, besides a high scoring game that appealed to anybody but Vegas fans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even the, well, the, the game three where it was the OT game, even though we lost that one, that was probably the one of the few good games in that series. Maybe, maybe game four was, uh, was okay, but yeah, the, there was three blowouts in uh, this five-game series. Same with kind of the NBA, which we'll talk about in a minute. But just overall, Casino, uh, obviously our team won in the NHL playoffs, so we're happy about it. But the playoffs as a whole, how do you think uh, 
you know, of all your years watching hockey, is this one of the ones that's in the upper echelon of great playoff seasons or great NHL season or? I I think so because you had, I think so personally, and it's not just because the nice one, these, the reasons being like, you had the juggernaut team of the Bruins. They got beat like, holy crap. Like that's exciting for people to see because then your teams might have some chances and you know, that's, that's just good for, I mean, it's shitty, but good for, you know, the playoffs in my opinion is you got a juggernaut got knocked down. You had the underdog team in Florida Panthers, which again, I told you they weren't, they were the president cup trophy winners last year and they got better. Um, and then, I mean, the Maple Leafs, that was the first time they got out of the first round in forever. Um, Vegas was dominating, and they had really rough series against really good teams. Um, I mean, you, you had everything. You, 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 In my opinion, you had everything. You had the one versus the eight. You had uh, teams getting further than they have for a long time, and you know that's really awesome for fans. Um, then you had just juggernaut four OT, you know, four time games and like it it had a lot. There was a lot of hitting, there was a lot of high scoring. I feel like this is up there for one of the better Stanley Cup playoffs that I have personally seen. Um, I don't know if I'd rank it number one. Obviously, I'm gonna rank it number one because the Knights won, but yeah, you know, take that out of the equation. It's definitely, I would probably say, in the top five Stanley Cup playoffs that I've ever seen. Yeah. And that you mean goes back. Not Stanley I, Cup I mean, playoffs, but you mean like playoffs as a whole, not just the Stanley well, Cup. Yeah, the, the well, yeah. Well, the, the, not like, the Stanley yeah. Cup final series, yeah. but the Stanley Cup playoffs, the whole playoffs in general. Yes. Um, and I've been watching hockey since I was like 10 years old. So, okay. I mean, I agree with that. It was a good playoffs. It was a good playoffs. There was a lot going yeah. on, and there was something you could like about it all. Anyway, yeah. all right. I know we're short uh, on time because I have to take my kid to the dentist. So speaking of the other playoffs, wonderful NBA. Well, hey, hey, hey. Speak, oh, okay. All right. Speak. This Go is going to be my speak, transition. Speak. Ready for this? There it is. Speaking, yes. uh, it took the Golden Knights six years. Well, in the NBA, it took the Denver Nuggets 46 years to win their first That's a much NBA better transition finals. than me. I'm just trying to push it, push it real. That's good. why they I'm call so me tired. Daddy Transition, and not it's, because it's just crazy that I'm becoming a woman. It's been a, a day and a half since I got home from partying, and I'm still sore. The hangover is pretty much gone, but the soreness of people like jumping on my shoulders and like punching <laughs> me in the neck. <laughs> yeah, that hasn't gone away. <laughs> uh, I did an I did an Epsom salt soak last night. Uh, we only have the one bathtub in the house. It's in the kid room or kids' bathroom, and it's small as shit. So I'm trying to fit in there, and I'm just like, this this sucks. But I had to do an Epsom salt bath because my body is just my body hurts. I felt like I played the game. <laughs> you also do have a broken sternum, so thank you so much I for do. being on this podcast with your injury. Uh, also, you still have oh, that the old yeah. groin. Oh, there you go. Nice. Uh, but yeah, so switching over <laughs> to NBA Finals, 
46 years, first time the Denver Nuggets have ever <laughs> been to the finals and they win it. Uh, you can look up, I mean, just literally type in uh, Denver Nuggets uh, run by the numbers and CBS Sports did this breakdown of every record this team, including Jokic and Murray, set basically during this finals. And it's, it's fucking incredible. Like most of the two ones that I wanted to bring up that I thought were kind of put jokage in, you know, the upper echelon of doing something really special this playoff season was he became the sixth player in the last 50 years to average a combined 50 plus points uh, assist and rebounds in the NBA finals. And he's only the eighth different player in league history to win either a league MVP or finals MVP in three consecutive seasons. So you can also pair those with every other stat this season. They had the best playoff winning record, like win percentage in the past 20 years. They mowed through the entire Western conference. And then obviously beat Miami in five, <laughs> Miami only won one, and even that game, I mean, they were barely scraping by. This game was, the last game was, uh, both teams just played just real, I mean, bad basketball, I want to say. It just looked like, yeah. it looked like the I, Heat were done, their shots weren't going in, and Denver was was just the better team that was like, let's just outlast them, basically. Dude, that, it that, that, that fourth period, or that fourth period, that fourth hockey still on the mind. Uh, that fourth <laughs> quarter in the in the final was just abysmal, man. Dude, I, I had strong. trouble. I had yeah. I had trouble watching the last ten minutes of an NBA final game. I'm just like, what's going on? Like, dude, especially they, they, they didn't know how to play basketball. Nobody could put up layups. I mean, layups. No. You're in the finals. Yeah. ten minutes to go, and you can't put up a layup. Yeah, like, come on. Well, both for, ironically, these two series, or these, the NHL playoffs and NBA playoffs, this whole playoff season have weirdly parodied each other, where it really felt like a certain point in that night's uh, Panthers series, uh, the last game they played, it really feel like the Panthers were just like, fuck this like what the fuck are we even doing here and kind of just gave up and the miami heat again they had the same problem in every game of this final series which is they'd start off hot they'd give up the lead they'd try to hang on they barely would or barely be behind in the second quarter and then they'd go into halftime get blown to smithereens out in the third quarter and then either almost come back or attempt to come back in the fourth quarter and fall short. Like that was the script for every single game they played this series. And then the one time it worked out for them was when they came back in the fourth quarter and won, I think it was game two, but yeah, I really think the conversation for this just Sorry, needs stepping to, away. I had, a, I, I had to steam some carrots. <laughs> but I really think we don't even need to talk about this game or series that much. I think everybody kind of knew I was holding out hope obviously, cause I was rooting for the heat, but I wasn't right. rooting against the nuggets, but this series was kind of over. It felt like the Knights and Panthers where it's clear almost from game one that the other team is just vastly just better, better than the competition. Better. Yeah. But 
Yeah. Let me ask you that. Uh, uh, was this? I thought I saw this story. Is this true? It, has Joker been a Denver Nuggets fan ever since he was a kid? Uh, well, there was a picture of him <clears throat> in Serbia as a little kid wearing a Denver Nuggets like uh, sweater. So I don't know if he was a fan, but still, it's cool to have uh, you know a picture of you as a child wearing a sweater of the team you helped win the first championship for. There's also in that same vein, there was a funny picture of Jimmy Butler, I think in his high school yearbook saying the one thing I never want to do. And it was dot, dot, dot. And his quote was play for the Miami heat. Like of all the fucking teams he could pick, like that was the one team he picked. So it's, that's I always like when shit like that happens, but yeah, uh, that's funny. Then the narrative of this game now shifts to uh, Joker and his place in NBA history, and then the Nuggets almost like being perfectly built as a team that can easily be, I wouldn't say easily, but can really likely become a dynasty if they just kind of keep their ducks in a row, right? Like they keep this team together. Sure. I mean, especially coming out of the West. I, mean, I would love to, I would love to see, right. I, I would love to, I mean, just as a sports fan, I know you don't like dynasties, but how, how cool would that be though? If like they kept getting there, say the next three years and they play the Sixers, the Celtics, the Brewer, or, uh the Bucks, like all different teams. Like, yeah, that would be that would be a cool story, because if they did that and you're just like, hey, I took down all the bigger guys on on the east. What's up? Hey, how's it going? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and that's I mean, that's that could happen. Like in the West, their competition is all teams that have like way older stars. Like everybody keeps talking about the Lakers. And I, if we remember correctly, at the start of the playoffs, everybody was just penciling the Lakers into the finals. And I was one of the ones who is just like, why are we just automatically penciling them into the finals? Like, they're a great we they defensive gonna be, team. We knew they were going to be good and they were better. Yeah. Playoffs. You're cutting out, Casino. Uh, but yeah, we knew I cut out. I'm sorry. (laughs) We knew the Lakers were going to be good, but the thing before that Denver series that I remember we kept saying was everybody kept talking about how the Nuggets haven't played a defense like the Lakers, but we kept saying the Lakers have not played an offense like the the Nuggets, and the Nugget the the Nuggets just ran them right off the field or the court. I mean, it was. uh, and that's I what they the, did. I like the nuggets better. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, it was so now we need to talk about just Joker as a as an all-time NBA great. I mean, I've seen a bunch of lists. The Ringer did a great one. There's been a couple other ones I've read where he is basically and from everything I've seen, the consensus is now that he is a top 20 player all time. Right, I if think, he retired tomorrow, yeah, yeah, he is a top twenty player of all time, and yeah, he's been in the league for, I believe, oh, if I can just look this up right now, 
one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, he's been in the league for eight years. He averages uh, almost a triple-double. Like, he's now a two-time <laughs> league MVP, a finals MVP. He's won a title. So that puts him above guys, you know, like Nash or like Barkley, who have never won a title and are kind of in that mix. Which, by the but, way, that 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 speaking of Barkley not winning title, that commercial gets me every time. <laughs> when it's like the young Barkley and him, and he's yeah. like, I wonder how many titles I'm gonna win. Wait, don't tell me, I want to be surprised. And I'm like, you're gonna be surprised. Like, I like that, 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 that's up there for one of my favorite Barkley moments because he's making fun of himself. That was fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Uh, but, <laughs> sorry. Uh, no, no, I like that commercial too. Hey, dude, it the technology is, it's fucking crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah. how we're getting that they are that fast, like, Jesus, but I mean, we've talked about that. It scares us, but moving on. Yeah. But also the thing with Joker is you look at his stats year by year and literally every year in every category, he gets slightly better. And as the shooting type of big man, he is, he's not going to have to always rely on his strength in the middle. He's just going to become a better shooter and a better facilitator and just, he really feels like one of those stars that's kind of like built to last. Like he doesn't have any injury history. He doesn't have, you know, he plays in the post, but he's, he's not, you know, live or die by his post game. He can shoot from the perimeter. He's got a great mid game. Uh, he's got, you know, great rebounding, great vision. So he always passes to the open guy. Like he really seems like he's built just to be, in this league forever and getting slightly better every year. And if he's slightly better next year, uh, he was a two-time league MVP and he just won the NBA finals. So slightly better is what? He's more dominant more, than uh, yeah. having the best playoff record in the last 20 years. Like that's fucking crazy. And then last bit on this, did you see <laughs> when Joker was at the, press conference after this last game and he was like he found out the parade was going to be today which is thursday that was, and that was, was so up- funny he goes no <laughs> and you could tell he was just like devastated because he just wants to go home and like ride his horse like or his horses or whatever like i that's also a thing i really like about uh joker which is he's just incredibly likable like, I don't think there's, even if you hate him, there's like nothing personally you can hate about him. He just seems like a funny guy. Like, he just seems like a guy you'd want to be your teammate. Like, yeah, I, uh, I didn't, there, I yeah, was, that was really funny. That was really, so for those who don't know and haven't seen it, the, basically the media asked him, you know, are you excited for the parade? You know, coming up, he goes, he just stops and looks over at his PR. He's like, when is the parade? And they're like, thursday or whatever was it thursday it's Thursday. yeah he was like yeah they're like thursday um so it's today actually and yeah. he was like i think it's happening right yeah. now while we're probably this. and he goes yeah he's like thursday and he goes no like that that's all he says like <laughs> no like and then puts his head down and like they cut the interview like <laughs> cut that part of the like it's fantastic and then there's all the photos of him in the locker room and it's just like him holding a bottle and he just looks fucking miserable. But it's just like all this guy wants That's- to do is show up, play basketball, win and like go home. And I yeah. kind of like it. 
I kind of like I do it. Too. Oh. I do too. Uh, I mean, but, that was the thing that I liked about, um, and I still like about, um, um, oh my gosh, why am I blanking on his name? Play for SDSU, play for Toronto, won them a chip. Uh, Kawhi uh, Leonard. Thank you, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, like, I like how he just like doesn't say anything. He just like goes out there, plays basketball, and then like walks away. Yeah. Like I like I, I like players like that. I think that's that's what I would like. I'm not that player. I'm more like Mark Stone for Las Vegas. If I I mean I I so I play indoor soccer every now and then, not lately as you can see. Um <laughs> but um whenever I would like score a goal, because I would always play defense or goalie, whenever I'd score a goal, like we could be down like 12-3 and I get so fucking excited and I'm like screaming and like hitting the glass and everything. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm not, yeah, I'm not like See, Joker. I'm not two, like any of those guys. Those are the two players I love and they're polar opposite ends of the spectrum. I love <laughs> guy who doesn't give a shit or overly emotional person. I don't, if you're in the middle, I don't sports, give a baby. shit about you, but I want one extreme or the other. Uh, that's where that's where I love. Uh, last oh. bit on the on both finals, just as a whole casino, and then we can move on to the other stuff we have to talk about. I fucking hate this. Is a sports pet peeve. I fucking hate that the first person, and this is in every sport, right? The first person who gets to like do the speech and like touch the trophy and get interviewed is the owner of the sports teams. I fucking cannot stand that. Like where they have, oh, the Denver Nuggets uh, owner and it's fucking some idiot who is whispering into like the reporter's ear on the, the podium instead of talking into the microphone. Because again, all these sports owners are fucking idiots. We've seen them anytime they've had to interact with anyone in the public. And then we put a microphone in front of them. And most of them don't even know anything about the sports team they have. They're just like, oh, my business, uh, my business portfolio needed me to own a sports team. So uh, I guess I'll just buy one. Like, and it's just like, you hear all these stories about how these owners just buy sports teams and then like have no idea what the fuck, like, and they don't give a shit about winning. And it's just like, oh, it's cool to own a sports team. But then when their sports team wins a championship, we just put these old raggedy fucks on the fucking uh, podium and are just like, how does it feel? And then they're just like, oh, yeah, it's it's special. And you're just like, all right, kick him off the fucking podium and interview the people who actually had shit to do with winning the fucking championship. Right. So like, I like you fucking assholes. So there's two Ugh. there's there's two owners that I there's two owners that I do like. Um again, I don't as you're talking about this, I because I don't give a shit about, about the owners the for the most part. Yes. This and because I don't I don't like go in and I'm like who's I couldn't name you a handful of owners, you know, for blah, 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 blah. I, I just couldn't. Uh, I don't give a shit about them. Um, yeah, I like Mark because Cuban. they don't matter. No one gives a shit. Right. I like, yeah. I like Mark Cuban because he actually gives a shit. I think Mark Cuban is awesome yeah. when it comes to yeah. being an owner. He, Stan Kroenke. He, that was the old fuck with the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, no idea who that guy is. Uh, and then I do like Kraft. Only... <laughs> 
I, I want to say I'm like him as like a person. Um, but I do like that he cares about the team because I mean, his whole backstory is his family. They basically went broke to get season tickets um, to the Patriots before. And then they worked hard, got some money. And then they basically was just like, Oh, here's whatever I can do to get like into as owning the Patriots. Cause they sucked. And yeah. So like, that family actually gave a shit. Like that's that's their organization. They were season ticket holders before they actually bought the team. So I do like that. Yeah. And if, if there's any yeah. other owners out there like that, I would appreciate them. I just don't know about them. And then I like the very fun, spunky ones like Mark Cuban, who's you know down there on the fucking court. That's just like, let's fucking go. <laughs> See, he, that's Mark Cuban the thing is, where it's Mark, like, I like go. I like Mark Cuban. I like the Clippers owner, the, uh, the, what was he like a Microsoft guy or whatever, whatever the fuck that guy's name is, but he's on the court. He's there every game. You can tell he bought the Clippers because he was a Clippers fan and he was like, I want to make the Clippers good. Right. But then you have, I like going back. Yeah. Going back to like the Stan Kroenke guy, he owns the Rams the Colorado Avalanche, the Denver Nuggets, and I believe one other team. So you're telling me randomly he was just a fan of the Nuggets, the Avalanche, and then the Rams. No, he just wanted to own sports teams because he probably owned one. It made him a shitload of money. So then he was like, how can I buy other sports teams? Like, and then you listen to him talk on the podium and you're like, this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Like, no. ugh. I like the Eagles owner, uh, Lori, just because he's obviously the owner of my team. And I hate people like Jerry Jones, right? Where they have to make oh, themselves yeah. the center of attention. And you're just yeah, like, that's that. Cause that's I know that he bleeds. Rock. I know that he yeah. bleeds Dallas. I know he bleeds Dallas, but he's a prick about it. Yeah. Yeah. He's not like, Cuban or the Clippers guy where it's like you can tell they're a fan first and then they're like businessman second. I mean, Jerry Jones like Kraft, it's like Kraft pretty much just gave Belichick yeah. the team it was just like hey you make all the decisions I'm just gonna love my team. I'm gonna sit in the press box with my or sit in my box with my uh, son every game and watch the goddamn game because that's what my family yeah, did. Then afterwards so, I'm gonna go get massages. Yes this at is... Florida, <laughs> Florida parlors that are legal. <laughs> Maybe Again, he was. I like. <laughs> I like maybe he heard Flor- He heard Florida Panthers, and he thought it was like Florida kittens, and something got mixed up in translation. He took a wrong turn, and now you know, <laughs> you or, know, or cats, Panthers. I could see the or, dis- the the mix up. Or he was looking just for Panthers, man. Some Cougars. <laughs> oh, some age. Cougars. There you go. I mean, Cougars to him would be what, forty-five to sixty-five. The guy's fucking a hundred, so it's like that. That bar keeps going up a little. But yeah, I just had to do the fucking owner rant I because I was watching. No, I'm the... fine with that. It turned into good. It turned good. Um, <laughs> I was so... watching the Denver Nuggets uh, ceremony afterwards, and it's like, who the hmm. fuck is this old fuck? whispering into the ear of the reporter as if he's never he was around when microphones were invented like the fuck are you doing you idiot but uh 
we can move off this casino. Yeah, I mean, and I'm just gonna. And so now we're just gonna start talking about some random sports stuff. Um, so cool one as we've been doing this podcast today. Um, you had a two way tie. Um, yeah, you had a two way tie for the all time lowest score. Um, foul for set a record for at the U.S. Open at minus eight in the first round, uh, first day. Um, which. It, that is seven par is 70. So it's eight under par. Um, they shot 62 and both, uh, Sheffield and Fowler tied that record, which is pretty fucking cool that two did it on the same day. Um, but that's not my favorite golf story. That's crazy. That's, that's not my favorite golf story of the week though. So at the, the RBC Canadian open, I know. Woo. <laughs> but I know it's, it, trust me. I didn't, I didn't sit there and watch this, this open at all, but um, I did watch the highlights after my phone blew up about this. Cause I do have it say, Hey, pretty much every sport, but like, Hey, these are the highlight things. But um, Nick Taylor, uh, he hit a 70, was it 72, 72 foot putt to win the open, which Jesus. that's absolute. That's just ab- like, it was the entire green. It didn't look like it had a lot of like dips and valleys. I mean, there was a little bit of a turn on it, but not much. But still, like even if it was flat ass flat, uh, like my ass, just flat as flat, um, <laughs> trying to uh, putt seventy two feet to win it. I mean, that's fucking insane. And he didn't like when he did it. Like he just didn't. He didn't freak out like his caddy did. Um, he just like threw his club up and stood there and then his hat caddy hugged him and he's just like pretty much like how the fuck did i just do this then he got excited but when it went in i think he fucking had a stroke yeah (laughs) i mean it was 72 feet when it goes in you had to have a stroke from that right what were we saying technically a stroke stroke. oh golf humor and with that (laughs) uh talking about strokes and uh other mental illnesses See what I'm going here. This See where is I'm going great, here. Great segue. Great segue. Wait, but no. Wait, let's dude. save save this story because I oh, want. That was a good, that's a that good was a segue. Great, you ruined it. I know, but if you remembered correctly, we said we would save the fun story for the last story uh, as our send off. But all right, so, continue. No, continue that then. Was great, right, right. That was DeAndre great. Hopkins. He's fantastic. <laughs> um, well, he's. He had an offer from Tennessee in New England. Like, cool, that story's done. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to... <laughs> this is what this show devolves I gave you, into. I gave no you, more stories I gave to you, talk about. No, right. I gave you your transition, you dick, and you didn't give me mine. And mine yeah, was better. Mine was in the context of the show. Yours was good, though. Uh, you know what? I'm going to splice that out and put it right no, before the last. No, we're going to leave all of this in here. No, just fucking leave this in. Fuck you. All right. Anyway, what else do you want to talk about? DeAndre Hopkins and other sports. Well, the last two things we had before we get into that story is: uh, Do you want to dive into football or baseball? Go baseball because let's just get further away from my topic. Just go. Let's go to baseball. So. 
the one baseball topic, and obviously when we go, we come back next week on the show, we'll actually start talking about baseball on the show because we're going to fucking have to. But the You're learn story- a lot more about our lives, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the story I wanted your opinion on is within this, within a day or two of each other, the A stadium got approved for a $380 million loan for the Oakland A's to move to Vegas. So it looks like by all, you know, news stories that they are going to move here. The concept art for the stadium on the strip does actually look pretty pimp. I don't know how, uh, like, financially viable that location and bringing this team to that location will be but do just fine i guarantee you because people trying to get people wanting to come to vegas just say you're a torch you come to vegas you could catch two professional sports games yeah like that why not i mean yeah it's it's gonna do well here because people come here whenever the knights are playing and they don't like you know, it's a regular season game that they're expecting people out and they don't want to really they're like say it's like something. There's a shit ton of shit in the arena because it's close. It's Vegas. And, you know, they're going to fill the seats. But see, my, my uh, concern with the A's is Raiders came here. Raiders had a very big fan base and like a identity – and that logo is, you know, iconic and there's Raiders fans. And like you said, the NFL is obviously the biggest sport. So you get a lot more like, oh, my team's playing a weekend in Vegas, like sold, sold, right? The Golden Knights were on the other end where it's a new team uh, in a sport that, you know, is not very like in Vegas. It wasn't, you know, there was nobody else here who was like, I'm a diehard blah 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 but vegas is getting a new team i won't root for them get what i'm saying like like with you right. you were a bruins fan but the second vegas gets a original you know new team it's like well i'm born and raised here i gotta root for them right the a's are neither of those they do not have a big fan base they're not a winning franchise their their owner is garbage so he puts no money into the team whatsoever and then they have no like recognizable you know fan base or emblem or something that draws you in like the Raiders where you know my son who doesn't follow football at all he knows it's the Raiders just from the pirate logo the black and silver blah 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 so the A's have none of that there's no fine and that's gonna be fun because like for instance, my coworker, he's a Detroit fan. He's like, you, I get to see Detroit play in Vegas multiple times a year. I'm going to go to every one of those games. So yeah. there's one like that. I know, but like, I know that's just one fan, but like, <laughs> I'll tell you well, right now, like 29,999. If, if, if the Red Sox are coming in to play the A's, I guarantee you, I'm going to that fucking game. There'll yeah. be no way that I'm not going to that Red Sox game being here in my city. You kidding me? No. Yeah. I'm going. But see, so, I really and- wonder how homegrown the Vegas A's fans will be, though. Because are you really going to be rooting for this team when it's July and this team is 15 and 50? Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, it's like one of those. And it's not like we're That's true, but runners. then you're going to go watch your – other people are going to go watch their team blow out the A's in Vegas. <laughs> it's fine 
Something well, I did the, hear about that. I'm I'm totally against you on this. I, I think every game's going to be very busy. And the Ra- Vegas locals are going to go to the Aviator games because we actually gave a shit about the Aviators. Yeah. That are, that I love is they're at least three-fourths full oh, yeah. on a random Tuesday night at 7 too. o'clock. Yeah. At seven, seven, 7 o'clock on a Tuesday night, and they have three-fourths of a minor league baseball team stadium full. Like, well, that I love that it, stadium location, pool, bro. like that's awesome. Yeah, I I I really enjoy the Aviators. Uh, the other thing with and, and, this is, go. speaking of the A's, did you see the reverse protests right. that the uh, A's fans I've got did? Six minutes. Uh, no. This is it right here. Yeah, but the A's fans <sighs> did a reverse. No, it's not. We, well, we got, that's a two minute story. The A's fans did a reverse protest casino. Over 20,000 fans filled a stadium chant, uh, did synchronized chants about like fire the owner. And then they did a group silent fifth inning. So for the entire fifth inning, the entire audience of 20,000 plus people were silent throughout the entire fifth inning. Do you think something like that will work or is it stupid that 20,000 people no, pay money where where they ate? No, it's because where I mean well, I mean it wasn't a lot of money, I'll tell you that. But mm-hmm. where the where the you all throughout the, you know, the years. Like you're not at the games, man. Yeah. Show well, up also when when tickets are tickets are fucking 5-10, why aren't you there? Go. Well, I also read this post about the A's owner that they had playoff success and they had really good players on that team. And the very next year, the three best players from that playoff team, he traded away to other teams and got like nothing in return. And then somebody asked him about it and he was like, it doesn't really matter. We're still making money. So he's like, the epitome are we talking, money? Are we, are we we talking about Moneyball? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why they had to do Moneyball because their fucking yeah. owner was like, yeah. we're not spending any money on players. So, and I don't give a shit. And then yeah, they, they got, got a manager who was yeah. like, yeah, they got a manager yeah. who was like, watch I money, give a watch shit. Moneyball and you get this whole segment. It's great. I love that movie. That movie's fucking great. I mean, the ending is kind of shit because it's like, oh yeah, they Four did Four minutes, BJ. <laughs> uh, all right. DeAndre Hopkins. You think he goes to the Patriots or not? Yes or no? Stroke. Speaking of other mental illness, we've got... <laughs> uh, uh, I think so. I think we got a good shot. But... um. I, I really hope he goes to the Patriots. Three minutes now. Counting the shit. All right. Now uh, now we can do your story, Casino. You're very excited about this. Read it. Well, this will be our fun story to go out on. Go. Stroke. Speaking of mental illness. And goddammit, my wife just came in. Antonio Brown. He's a dick. He has no money. He can't pay. His football team is out of the arena football. I am out. You can close the show. This is my favorite ending of all time, but I also hate you. My kid's going to be screaming. I got to go in now, take the damn carrots that I just did out. And I, I was prepping dinner because somebody showed up late to this. So I started prepping dinner. That's true. I started did. a half hour past. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to switch to doing one episode a week. We might do two episodes if we have shit to talk about, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Great show. They'll just get me yelling at you and show you my true feelings <laughs> of how I feel about you. Yeah, Sometimes. I'm fine with that. Uh, but okay. this has been the only sports podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino. Uh, avoid the stroke or have a good long one and join us for our next episode. Uh, yeah. Hopefully you're recovered by then. Uh, adios. <laughs> adios.